Take a Crit is naughty, nasty, and not for kids. A full list of content warnings can be found in the episode description. Take a deep breath, and in my heart of hearts, I wish that Parmesan Romano would turn into a tugboat airship that is loyal to us and can hear our call from wherever he is, and he's got fleshy man insides and it stinks a little bit. He's beautiful, well that's for sure. He's a fucking flying boat. He's lovely, he's the perfect wish. Can you think of even one wish better than this? Fuck no! like a bird, but mostly like a boat. Parmesan's a flying tugboat. A motherfucking flying tugboat. A mama nama nama Parmesan's like a bird, but mostly like a boat. Parmesan's a flying tugboat. A motherfucking flying tugboat. A mama nama nama Parmesan's like a bird. Tough Spaghetti, it's time to take a crit. Welcome to Take a Crit, Real Play, 5th Edition, Dungeons & Dragons Podcast. The passion project of five childhood pals who've been playing this game for countless hours over years and stuff. I'm Joey Swanson, I play Garrett Sunderwood, more on him later. We start out each of these episodes with our Dungeon Master posing a question to the adventurers. And who could that possibly be? I don't know, Joey. I don't know. Tell me who. Tell me who it could be. I think it seems like Lenny or something. Hi everybody, it's me, Lenny, your dungeon master, <laughs> and question asker. And today's question is, what's your kink? Ooh. <laughs> her essays have references, but what are her personal preferences? It's Gotcha Portobello. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Jane. I play Gotcha Portobello, and uh, her preferences are... Uh, Shit and piss. Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, she grew up in a very clean house and a very clean lifestyle. And uh, that's just that's what gets her going. Oh, yeah. That's uh, fucking definitely subverts your vision of yourself. <laughs> it certainly explains why she's hanging around with these chuckle fucks. Very true. <laughs> His shirt's always tucked, but how does he fuck? It's Garrett Sunderwood. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Joey, more on him later, Swanson, play Garrett. Um, Garrett, the gnome druid, likes to fuck, generally. Uh, but while he does that, um, he likes height play. He's like, yeah, fucking tell me I'm short. Tell me I'm fucking itty bitty as hell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, just a, I'm parting the kimono, just so you know, like, what happens when that happens. Okay, so that's something you've ported over from your own life. <laughs> exactly. I, it's not that the other person is big and tall, it's that you're so fucking little. Oh, yeah, I'm so fucking <laughs> tiny, mate. 
He's covered in slime, so call him for a good time. It's Scotch Hops. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's me, Austin Petrie. I play Scotch Hops, the sorcerer bard frog. So what gets what gets Scotch's jimmies rumbling? It's, it's mostly just, you know, like big, just wide, glossy, wet, just thick-based fucking leaves. <laughs> oh, man. Because with with a with a lot of dart frogs, you know they they go find like a nice big uh, glossy leaf, and mm-hmm. and the the eggs get laid on there, and then the male comes along and <laughs> skeet skeet skeet, and then, <laughs> and then there's little frog babies later on. It's not people; it's leaves. Yeah. All right. He's got lots of guts, but how does he bust his nuts? It's Will Willie Willis. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, everyone. My name's Salem Martin. I play Will Willie Willis, Loxanon Cleric of the Great Garbage Forge. I don't really think it's that great. <laughs> Burn. Wow. Yeah, my mom has a really good garbage forge. I, I think it's probably better. Fucking got him. You know, Willie's... Kink is actually fresh fruit. He really loves it. <laughs> Tried a portobello peach once. Didn't even get a tingle down there. <laughs> hey, Leo. Hey, who are you? <laughs> How'd you get in my fucking house? How'd you get in my house? Who are you? Why do you sound like Austin? Don't worry about it. More on me later. Why do you sound like Austin and look like John Stamos? And why are you carrying a six-pack of Mountain Dew and a headless chicken? Because it's, it's time to take a crit. <laughs> Last time on Take a Crit, our heroes discovered a ring of three wishes inside the palace at Prateris. Our heroes used one of the wishes to return everyone on the island back to their regular body, except for Bruce and Jim Bob who remained a fucked up centaur. (laughs) Cat dog. (laughs) After our heroes repeatedly breached his trust, the Butterfly Knight decided to destroy their ship, stranding them on the island. Fucking dickhead. Our heroes, however, are creative. (laughs) So creative. (laughs) That's a word for it. It's true. Creative. A coded word for fucking stupid. And use their last wish to turn Parmesan Romano, the evil wizard of the island, into a loyal, flying tugboat. Tough spaghetti, you piece of shit. Before leaving the island, our heroes confronted the false Gus the Greater and learned that he was a shape-shifting wizard named Nasty Kyle. I suspect him to be related to Nasty fucking Kevin. Our heroes questioned Nasty Kyle briefly, and Scotch Hops registered his appearance in his watch before Gus the Greater caved in his skull. Fucking brutal. Regular fucking Gallagher 3 over there. (laughs) Our heroes, along with the entire former animal adventurer party, got up inside Parmesan's guts, loaded up inside Parmesan's guts, (laughs) and flew over the ocean back to Bethurtica. But when they arrived, they found a troubling sight. Banners bearing the image of Rasputin, announcing that he was the new Duke of the district. Our heroes also found Johnny waiting for them. When they spoke to him, 
he handed over a wanted poster for the party. Concerned, Garrett pulled out his speaking stone and phoned Gazebo Sunderwood. Gazebo answered, stating that he was in a sticky situation, and shortly thereafter, Rasputin came on the line. We join our heroes in the middle of this tense conversation. You better leave my cousin alone, you slimy fuck. Oh, you want your cousin to stay safe? Well, then you better keep your cute little nose out of my business. It is cute and little, very little. <laughs> and it's also going to do what the fuck it wants. You, I'm not scared of you. Yeah, okay, right. it's, it's it's so small. So fucking small. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, your pop-pop didn't stand a chance. We took him down, we can take you down. You know, I used to think that you four were just a bunch of chuckle fucks. But now... You've killed one of my wizard generals, and you've turned another into a goddamn tugboat. (laughs) And so I have decided to acquire a form of insurance. You see, your cousin is going to stay here with me, and I have cast a magical spell on both of us, which will cause your cousin to die should I perish. Huh. I don't like that at all. Well, uh, we don't intend to kill you necessarily. We can bring you to justice without coming to that. No, I plan to fucking kill you. That's the other thing. You see, he doesn't only die if I die. He can also die if I kill him. (laughs) Oh, well, huh. What a twist. (laughs) (laughs) And if I hear a single peep about the four of you trying to get into my business... One more time. He's done, buddy. Okay, but consider this. Gazebo's life is not worth saving if it means letting this fascist fucking regime that you've instated continue. Hmm. Yeah, no, I see your point. Hmm. Um, but consider this. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Fucking real mature. Well, anyways, I'm a busy man, but I'm not cruel. I'll let you have some parting words with your cousin. Go ahead. He can hear you. Uh, Gazebo, your life is definitely worth saving. And he glares at Gotcha. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna figure this thing out. Everything's gonna be all right. And, uh, get this guy for all the popcorn he's worth, all right? I just had the phone held up to my butt. See you later. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, you know, that guy's rather implied and everything, but I do have to give it to him. He got us with that last bit. He he definitely got us really good. You were talking to a butt. (laughs) You were. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Talked to a butt. Didn't know. It was was pretty fucking good. Yeah, I know. That was a great one, wasn't it? (laughs) I thought I fucking hung up on you, you motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Garrett, let me hold the speaking stone. Okay. I turn it off and put it in my pocket. Fold it up. It is a flip speaking stone. Johnny says, yeah, this is a real uh, hot woman moment here, but uh, why don't y'all load up in your car here and uh, let's talk on the road. Uh, a lot of stuff we uh, got to talk about. All right. We uh, do need some housing for our uh, a small army we've collected. That's true. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. I saw them uh, talk to Shipwreck Tommy. He said they can stay in the warehouse for now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's all squeeze into this uh, this dune buggy here. <laughs> and, uh, into this Mad Max dune buggy. Forgot about that thing. It's still here. That's great. I uh, snap my fingers in the air and wave at Parmesan Romano and say, 
All right, uh, just go ahead and take the guys down to the warehouse. You know where I figured out. Sure thing. Toot toot. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> I think we should, like, just dump a bunch of wine on the inside of Parmesan Romano so he gets all sticky. <laughs> Would he get drunk? <laughs> I think he's going to get drunk. <laughs> Who knows? He might. I don't think you're supposed to fly a tugboat when you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Our heroes load up in the dune buggy with Johnny Scamarelli and speed off down the road. <laughs> As our heroes speed down the road, Johnny catches them up on the situation. All right, so uh, obviously you all are wanted. It is nice to feel wanted. <laughs> yeah, well, not this guy. Uh, well, anyway, it was pretty easy for Rasputin to put that through after he became the frickin' Duke. Still trying to figure out how the hell that happened. They just uh, they just shoved Duchess Pansworth right out the door and uh, installed him. He's still going under the name Gaspucci. Yeah. They're all saying that that article you wrote was bullshit and uh, that you were just trying to ruin his life. But it's just the truth. We've got a contact with the RBI. I think... Uh they might be able to help us set things straight. Maybe, but uh, we're starting to worry that some high-up government officials might be tied up in this. Mm. We ought to watch who we trust. Well, uh, I see your uncle's not trying to kill you anymore. You uh, got that figured out? Yeah, he's chill now. Yeah, that other guy was a freaking imposter. Uh, I've actually been trapped on an island for four years. Yeah, that's why we call him Little Gus. <laughs> yeah, he was in a snow globe. Yeah, Little Gus. I prefer you didn't call me Little Gus. Little Gus, big plan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Little Gus. Well, uh, maybe you can help us out. Uh, about an hour ago, we saw a whole bunch of wagons with cages on them going out of the snail district, leaving the city. So uh, we're trying to figure out what the hell that's about. There wasn't anybody on the wagon, but uh, just empty cages. Just empty cages. But you know, we're uh, we're hoping maybe you can look into that for us. Uh, and as you already know, on top of all this, Gazebo has been kidnapped. So we're trying to figure out where they're holding him. Hey, uh, listen, we'll we'll talk more when we get to the shifty brick. Okay. All right. You got it. Okay. Well, wait, we're going to see Kevin. Well, we've got some words to exchange with Kevin. The shifty brick, huh? I've been there in quite some time. Our heroes continue down the road, finally reaching the shifty brick. As you're walking inside, you see that the closed sign is up, and you walk in to see only Kevin behind the bar. He says, Oh, hey, long time no see. Kevin, you got some fucking splaining to do. <laughs> What's up? Then I slap my, my watch and I turn into Nasty Kyle. Oh, um... That's pretty cool. <laughs> you know this guy? You know me? You know this face I'm wearing right now? Kevin, if that is your real name? Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, I think that's Nasty Kyle. Yeah, you guys brothers or something? Uh, no, me and Nasty Kyle? No, we're not brothers. Uh, matter of fact, I haven't seen him around in uh, quite some time. All right, Kevin. All right. Do you know what he was doing in that time? Hmm, well, if I had to guess... I'd say that I'd tell you for, hmm, let's call it 30 gold since you're friends. Gus, why don't you flex at him for a second and see if that changes his mind? Now listen, I'm not gonna sit here and let somebody tell me I gotta pay for information in my own goddamn bar. 
this is your bar, isn't it? And, well, I guess I did technically buy it from Nasty Kyle, so... <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you this one on the house in exchange for you not making a fuss about the bar. Well, I'm sure there'll be no fuss about uh, proper ownership. I don't give a damn about the bar. Just tell me what the hell's going on here. Kevin leans in and seems to have a seriousness about him that you've never seen before. All right, I'll give you a lowdown. Nasty Kyle's been living as Gus the Greater for the past four years. He sold me the bar. I knew it was Nasty Kyle, but hey, when Kevin sees an opportunity, Kevin does what Kevin do. (laughs) God. I'm not sure exactly what Nasty Kyle's been up to, but one thing's for sure. He was one of Rasbatan's wizard generals. All right, so Kevin, uh, here's some easy information. What the fuck's uh, Nasty Kyle been hiding in that secret room? Oh, yeah. I don't really poke my nose in there. (laughs) Just kidding. It's me, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) I could tell you what he does in there, but Gus the Greater there already knows what it's for. Gus the Greater looks over at the door-shaped patch in the wall and says, That's my secret scrying room. You mean that that imposter knew about it? He's been in there? Oh, that's not good. Gus the Greater walks over and puts his hand on the wall. The door-shaped section moves inward, and inside the room you see a wide variety of mirrors lining the walls. In addition, there are bookcases filled with books and papers. Lotion and tissues. (laughs) You know, he's got very dry hands. Uh, If they get cracked, you know, he's got a tissue there to deal with that. Gus the Greater walks in and sort of waves his hand in front of all the mirrors. In an instant, they all turn on, showing different areas in and outside the city, various shots of busy streets and important buildings. One mirror shows the palace, another an overhead view of the snail district. Gus turns around and says, I had a wizard friend of mine build this for me a while ago. Really helped with my adventure, and you know, we gather a lot of information with this thing. It's goddamn impressive. Something like a bat cave. I like it. Johnny slowly steps in and says, Oh, shit. Man, this could really fucking help. Uh, you, you think you could find gazebo on this thing? Gus the Greater says, oh, Let me try. He walks over to one of the mirrors and looks into it. Slowly it fills with a dark, cloudy smoke. He says, mm, Looks like there's some kind of magic preventing me from locating him, but uh, maybe we can figure something out. You said that those wagons were going south through the snail district, right? Gus the Greater stares into another mirror, and in an instant, you see an overhead view of a caravan of wagons, all bearing large, empty cages. That's ominous. The caravans are accompanied by soldiers on horses. Hmm. Hmm. Johnny says, Oh, shit. Yeah, that's them. Where are they going? Huh, let me see. Uh, looks like they're hightailing it straight towards the Springtail Forest. <gasps> Scotch, isn't that your forest? Yeah, that's where I'm from. Huh. Wonder why they're doing that. Well, whatever the fuck it is, it can't be good. Ah, shit. Johnny turns around and looks at the party. Well, one thing's for sure. For the time being, we gotta get you four the fuck out of this city. There's bounty hunters in every single district looking for the four of you. There's a huge price out on your head. How much is it? 
50,000 gold pieces. Fuck. God damn. We should probably turn ourselves in. <laughs> yeah, so we got to get you the fuck out of here. Uh, how about this? Why don't you for take that uh that tugboat? Is is that what that is? Uh, tugboat airship. Tug ship. Oh, that's just uh, Parmesan Romano. It's our uh, PR department. <laughs> right. So uh, why don't you take your flying tugboat? And uh, see if you can't get to the Springtail Forest before those fucking wagons. Uh, in the meantime, Gus, why don't you stay here with us and uh, we'll see if we can figure out where they're holding Gazebo. Gotcha gives a big whistle, like finger in the mouth whistle, to try and uh, call the tugboat. You blow between your fingers a loud echoing whistle. <whistles> and for a moment, you hear nothing. But then, clamoring <laughs> from the distance, you hear... <laughs> doot, doot. <laughs> it fucking worked and parmesan romano comes crashing in through the front of the bar oh god <laughs> and what does he say leo hit hit tiff spaghetti <laughs> <laughs> kevin looks around at the damage and then he looks at this sentient flying pasta filled thomas the tank engine tugboat <laughs> and kevin just kind of chuckles and sighs and says you know what you made my day. <laughs> Long time no see, Parm. Hey, Kevin. Still cool as always. Hey, hey, lug lug. Oh, fuck. These guys know each other. I fucking love Parmesan Romano now. <laughs> I hated him. <laughs> he has been redeemed. He's the best. All right, Parm, we've got places to be. If you'll just let out your tongue, we'll just walk up it like it's a ramp. Well, then let's go in going. <laughs> just going to march right up that tongue. <laughs> All right, Parm, take us to the Springtail Forest. All right, all aboard. Toot, toot. Our heroes load up into Parmesan Romano. <laughs> <laughs> Best wish ever. You didn't have to use the word load, but... And soar through the sky towards the springtail forest. Whee! As you soar off into the sky at an incredible speed, Pathurntica shrinks in the distance behind you. And it's up at this height that you can truly comprehend the enormity of the city. Before, you could see... Buildings as far as your eye could see. But now you can tell that Pathurntica covers nearly the entire continent. Gotcha pukes over the side at this site. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like there's some unexplored districts there. There's lots of potential episodes in places. I like that. As you're flying through the sky, Parmesan Romano speaks up and says, Hey, everybody. I just wanted to say uh, I really appreciate you all uh, bringing me with you. Uh, I mean, this might just be the magically enforced loyalty talking, but uh, <laughs> no. I really feel at home being the tugboat on this crew. Honestly, you make a really good tugboat. And a really good baked spaghetti. <laughs> Parmirano, I'm proud to say I love you. Oh, well, that makes me feel warm deep down in my manicotti. <laughs> <laughs> You know, this adventure wouldn't be the same without you. Oh, uh, also, I did mean to mention, uh, there's somebody following us. In the sky? Uh, yeah, take a look. Uh, I take a look. You look off the back of the boat, and behind you, rapidly gaining speed, you see 
the Butterfly Knight, riding atop an armored wyvern. The wyvern's armor resembles the Butterfly Knight's, with a butterfly head helmet and a small pair of wings creating a saddle for the knight. As the Butterfly Knight nears the ship, he holds up his battle axe and yells, God dang it, Willy! I told you to stay on the island! That's three strikes. You're out. Mr. Willis, it's very loud up here. Could you cast Thaumaturgy or something? The wind's just killer. <laughs> he casts Thaumaturgy in again. He's like, oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, th- three strikes. You're out. Um, I'm going to kill you now. <laughs> You're going to die. <laughs> and I flip on the birds. All right, that's it. Everyone roll initiative. 14 total. I'm 14 also. Butterfly Knight got a 23 total. Oh, good lord. I rolled two. <laughs> I got a 22. So as Willy is flipping off the Butterfly Knight, he maneuvers his wyvern to fly very closely over the tugboat, and he attempts to cut Willy's fingers off oh. with his battle axe. <laughs> Just his fingers? That's so rude. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. What's your armor class? What are your fingers' armor class? <laughs> 17. Ooh. Okay, so he just barely misses. You see the battle axe just barely graze over your fingertips and shave a little bit of your fingernail off. Oh, That's good, because I like my middle fingers. The Butterfly Knight's wyvern passes over the tugboat and is now flying along the left side. Next up is Gotcha. Alrighty, uh, I'm going to draw my longbow and see if I can't get this wyvern in the eye. But first, I'm going to make an insight check to get my sneak attack on it. Got a 10 on its deception. I got a 14. All right. Hit it with that sneak attack. Alrighty. That's only seven damage. All right. You shoot that wyvern just below the eye. You see it kind of wince in pain and recoil a little bit as it's hit with the arrow. Uh, but yeah, then I'll just like duck behind the side of the boat. Airship tugboat. Let's just call it the boat. The boat. <laughs> Next up is Scotch. I'm going to cast Heat Metal on the Wyvern's Butterfly Helmet. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, go for it. All right. It starts to glow red hot, and he's making physical contact with it, so he takes 2d8 fire damage. All right, a 2 and a 4, so 6 damage. 6 fire damage to the Wyvern. The Wyvern's helmet glows red hot. You see that it winces in pain and is thrashing its head around trying to get the helmet off. That's what I was hoping for. The Wyvern is now flying erratically, swaying back and forth as it swings its head. Next up is Garrett. So Garrett approaches the edge of the ship, looks and sees all the chaos that's going on out there, raises two hands and says, Fucking get him, birds. <laughs> and then out from behind the boat, two big gnarly vultures, giant vultures, one might even say, <laughs> fly forth to attack this guy. Are they vultures or giant vultures? Um, at first you think they're vultures, but then they get a little bit closer and they're like, oh, they're pretty big. <laughs> um, so it's two giant vultures. Like He casts the spell Conjure Animals. Red. And the two giant vultures come in to uh, swing on this wyvern. They have multi-attack. The first one pecks for uh, 23 to hit. That hits. Seven damage on the beak attack and 18 to hit with its talons. That's a hit. And nine damage on the talons. So 16 total damage from this first vulture who pecks and claws at this wyvern. 
The next one comes up and benefits from pack tactics this time. Ooh. And gets a critical hit on its beak attack. Nice. Uh, 16 damage on the beak attack. Fucking critical smash. Oh, yeah, that vulture flies right up to the wyvern's face and just pecks out one of its eyes. Oh, fuck. Good lord. Little snack. 19 for the talon attacks. Hit. Only five damage on the talons. But both of those birds hit with all of their attacks. Fucking get it, birds. Garrett is, like, standing at the edge of the ship just, like, fucking real proud of his vulture friends. He should be. Garrett, I didn't know you had bird friends. Well, uh, I think a lot of things are going to be real friendly to me now that I have third-level spells, so, uh... (laughs) (laughs) The wyvern's now bleeding from its face and neck and continues to fly erratically as the molten helmet remains on its head. This wyvern's having such a bad time. Next up is Willy. Uh, I'm going to cast heat metal on his axe. Okay, on the Butterfly Knight's axe? Yeah. No, the wyvern's got an axe, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course. 10 damage. Boom! Just gotta succeed on a constitution saving throw or drop the object. Oh, and he failed. Oh, shit. Nice. So he drops his battle axe and it falls down to the ground. Oh, God, some poor soul. Yeah, after a few (laughs) seconds, you just hear a loud clang and then a, ah, what the hell? (laughs) The butterfly knight looks up after watching his axe fall down to the ground and he says, You've been bugging me for a while now. Think it's about time I bug you a little bit. The butterfly knight raises his hands and casts insect plague. No. Oh fuck yeah. No. <laughs> God damn. Scotch is into it, and the vultures don't seem to mind. <laughs> Swarming insects fill a twenty-foot radius sphere right in the middle of Parmesan's deck. Uh, Parmesan, you might want to get that checked out. <laughs> Your dick's all covered in bugs, mate. Fucking gross. The insects swarm and bite every inch of your body. Everyone give me a constitution saving throw. Give everyone that bites me a constitution saving throw. <gasps> I got a natural one. Ooh. I got an eight total. Uh, 17 total. I got a gutter 20. So everyone but Joey is going to take 4d10 worth of damage. Oh, damn. Yeah. Joey will take half as much. Scotch, Willie, and Gotcha take... 36 damage. Oh, fuck. Jesus. And Garrett takes 18. I think that kills Gotcha. Yeah, I'm down. Gotcha drops to the floor, and Scotch needs to make a DC 18 concentration check. I failed. And Garrett needs to make a DC 9 check. I got it. My vultures are still here. Hell yeah. So the vultures stick around, but the wyvern's helmet is no longer red hot. Next up, is Gotcha, who needs to make a death save. All right. I got a 12, so thank goodness. One success. All right, you're good for now. Next up is Scotch. All right, Mr. Willis is fucking us up pretty good, so I'm going to bust out my new third-level spell. So I'm going to cast Hypnotic Pattern on Mr. Willis and the Wyvern. I create a twisting pattern of colors that uh, weaves through the air inside a 30-foot cube within range. The pattern appears for a moment and vanishes. Each creature in the area who sees the pattern must make a wisdom saving throw. So DC 14 on that wisdom saving throw, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. All right. All right, the butterfly knight passes, but the wyvern fails. Awesome. On a failed save, the creature becomes charmed for the duration, which is concentration up to one minute. While charmed by this spell, the creature is incapacitated and has a speed of zero. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) 
fucking got him. So you cast that and you see that the wyvern is clearly dazed. It sort of just kicks its head back and then its wings stop moving and it just drops like a rock out of the sky. (laughs) Bye, Felicia. (laughs) So the drop below you is a good six to seven hundred feet. As they're falling out of the sky, it seems that the butterfly knight is able to wake up the wyvern but not quite fast enough. He's only able to wake it up soon enough to make a crash landing. And even from this great distance, you can tell that the wyvern is greatly injured and unable to continue flying. As the wyvern slams against the ground, the bugs around Parmesan's deck dissipate. Take that, you flying lizard piece of shit. Well, Willie, uh, we got to do something about your fucking dad. He's a he's a handful. Am I still technically unconscious and just stable? Oh, yeah. Um, I healing word. Um, good hustle. <laughs> gotcha peels herself off the deck and it's like uh so so what just happened because things seem calm and i don't see a bunch of bugs trying to kill me now yeah we all got bit by bugs and then i got the wyvern high as fuck <laughs> and uh he dropped hey can you hit me with that later on <laughs> <laughs> i've only got one more third level slot damn parmesan says hey, hey well that was exciting looks like that guy's wyvern might have seen better days but hey tough spaghetti <laughs> That's right, Parmesan. Uh, are we getting close to this point? Shouldn't be too much longer till we're at the Springtail Forest. Y'all can all go below deck and enjoy some of my ziti if you like. <laughs> oh, shit, there's fresh zitis downstairs. Yeah, I never said it was fresh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm already downstairs. Yeah. After about another ziti-filled 45 minutes, our heroes hear Parmesan say, Toot, toot, we're here. <laughs> All right, uh, thanks for all the help, Palm. Uh, why don't you lay low somewhere until we uh, till we call on you? Lay low? Sure thing, you got it. Parmesan Romano then begins immediately and very quickly descending directly downward. <laughs> You're all sort of floating a few feet off the deck as you file along with him. Hey, slow down. <laughs> as he crashes down through the canopy of the rainforest and hovers directly in the middle of the Springtail Village. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you meant by lay low, right? We're almost on the ground. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty close to what I had in mind. As you are hovering above the Springtail Village, you see that All around you, there are grung of various ages, doing little daily tasks, moving water around, tending the tadpoles. But as you begin hovering above the village, they all gasp and stand with bated breath to see what is going on. Gang, before we go down there, just uh, just remember I'm really cool, I'm super great, and just kind of play that up as much as you can. Yeah. You're a fucking rock star, bud. Uh, I'm going to walk up to the upper deck and yell to the grung people, may I present to you your new cool god, Scotch Hops. (laughs) You see a great many of the grung gasp and their jaws are a slack with surprise that Scotch has returned. You see that one grung in particular comes walking out of the crowd. She looks very, very old. She's probably as old as they get. She walks up to the boat and lowers her hood. She looks up and says... Scatch? Scatch, is is that really you? Scatch? Nancy, baby, I missed you so much. (laughs) Get 
down here, baby. Uh, and then I climb up on the edge of the uh, of Parmesan, but I kind of lose my footing and slip. Bam, slap the ground. <laughs> Nancy runs over and picks you up and says, Oh, you always were getting into trouble. Come here, sugar. And then she sticks her tongue so deep in your mouth. Uh, <laughs> she's just fucking flicking her uvula left and right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, it's, it's too much what they're doing right now. Like, she's grabbing his ass. Like, it's a lot. Jesus Christ. Well, are you going to introduce me to your friends? I go, went in Rome and walk off the side of the ship and just face plant. <laughs> Garrett extends both of his hands and has his vulture friends just flap him down gently. <laughs> gotcha asks Parmi Rano if he can uh, lower down a noodle rope. Yeah, sure thing. And he lets down a spaghetti rope. <laughs> I'll just climb down that, I guess. Gotcha pulls a real Lil Nas X on the way down this uh, noodle. <laughs> Just covered in marinara. <laughs> uh, Nancy, this is my group of friends that I've been traveling around with. And uh, uh, the big sleepy guy over there, that's uh, that's Willie. Uh, he smokes plastic. I hold a thumbs up, but face still in the mud. That marinara covered half elf, that's Gotcha. Um <laughs> <laughs> and uh this little guy with the birds he's Garrett uh he's 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 a bit of a, he's a bit of a stick in the mud but just just let him be he's fine <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, Willie's in the mud. I'm, I'm actually uh, pretty comfortably above it. Um, this, this is, uh, this is Nancy. This is my girlfriend and ex, uh, ex uh, babysitter, uh, baby raiser. <laughs> Nancy, it's, uh, it's lovely to meet you. Um, we do bring bad news. As you're speaking to Nancy, you hear a voice call out from behind you. Well, well, well. Look what the cat dragged in. <laughs> Uh, hi, Dad. Scouch Hops. I never thought I'd see your sorry face again, and I tell you what, now that I'm seeing it, I think it's better off when I thought I won't going to. I, I told you I was going to be back. I don't know why you didn't think I was going to be back. And I'm great. I, I'm the Pathertican Idol. I won a contest, you piece of shit, you old fuck. <laughs> Fucking give it to him, mate. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, you uh think you're some kind of big shot? Went off to the city and you you sang for a bunch of people and they liked it. Yeah, they bought my spit in a cup. They bought my spit in a cup, Dad. They worship me. <laughs> people been worshiping my spit since before you had legs, little boy. All that singing, yeah, I'm sure it made you real popular. I'm sure they love you down in the city. But let me ask you, what's that done for your village, huh? Have you been here making sure the tadpoles stay wet? <laughs> Have you been making sure that we're all fed, making sure there's plenty of bugs? Huh? No. You've been off gallivanting around with your weird friends, singing, getting into trouble. Garrett elbows his um, vultures and is like, all right, you know, unload. And they start just bird vomiting a bunch of chewed up bugs. <laughs> like a bunch of kids at a pinata party. A bunch of growing definitely run up and start eating all the bugs. Yeah. <laughs> but Scotch's father continues to stare directly at Scotch. And he says, you left without permission. You stole my jug. <gasps> oh. And perhaps worst of all, you abandoned your village. There's only one way that this can be resolved, Scotch. You want to do this the old way or the new way? And then Scotch slaps his belly real good. <laughs> <laughs> he says, you know me. I like to keep it classic. 
and he slaps his belly too. Okay, Scotch Hop starts taking off all his equipment and everything, just stripping down, totally naked. <laughs> Scotch's father does the same. Willie gets naked too. He thinks that's what he's supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> Willie, no, just just stay back. It's fine. Oh, okay. We, we've got like a pressing threat, but okay, do this. Guys, no matter what happens, just stay out of this. <laughs> Scotch's father raises his hands and says, Gather around, everybody. It's fingering time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what is that? Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you like or subscribe on whatever podcatcher you found us on. You can find us on Twitter at Take a Crit and Facebook by the same name. Don't forget to tell all your friends. If you share a link to our episodes on Facebook or Twitter with hashtag Take a Crit, we'll shout you out here at the end of the episode. And make sure to make that post public because some folks have made posts and we haven't been able to see them and therefore shout them out. So uh, make sure you check that before you post. That's people like our good friends Courtney Moses, Carol Hartsog, Hi Mom, and John Chafin. You can find John on TikTok at Drunk as Batman. He's the TikTok you gotta be ticking at and talking to. If you have suggestions for NPC names or magic items, you can share those with us on our Facebook group. If we use them, we'll be sure to credit you in the show. This show is produced entirely by the cast that makes Leo our lead editor, sound effect engineer, and cover art designer. I, Joey, compose the score and mix the final cut. Thanks to Noah Swanson for writing our intro and outro theme. Episodes come out every other Monday, so check back August 16th for episode 17. See you next time. Kevin smells like clams and he feels like him too. But he's a breakfast cereal. (laughs) I remember when I was 13 and first watched Two Girls, One Cup for the first time. Is this what grown-ups do, I thought? And then I was like, is this what grown-ups do, I thought? (laughs) Oh, dear. Oh, God. Oh, God. All right. Oh, wait. Hold on. I gotta, gotta stick something in here. Uh. <laughs> god damn it oh god <laughs> too much should i, should I tone right. it down Nah, turn it up a little bit no rules just right all right little gus well uh maybe you can help us out uh he's not that little come on listen <laughs> <laughs> god garrett who knew about it who could have told him Well, seems like he might have just taken all my memories. So, I guess I knew about it. I told him. (laughs) (laughs) You traitorous piece of shit. (laughs) You look behind you. And you see nothing. And then Parmesan says, Hey, made you look, toot toot. God damn it. I'm just kidding. God damn it. You still fucking got it, Pom. She's pretty much all meat and bones. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the what? phrase is skin and bones. Nope, she's all meat and bones. Well, well, well. Look what the cat dragged in. Is, is, is this what my dad sounds like? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is great.